Welcome to Mihinte on Air on 100.5 and 790 News Radio WSGW and online WSGW.com. Now, here is your host, Larry Rodarte. Good evening, buenos noches to everyone. This week, I have a special show for you where we give homage to a musical group at St. Joseph Catholic Church, the longtime musical ministry called La Rondaya. If you've ever attended a Mass or a Novena at St. Joseph Catholic Church on 6th Street, chances are you have heard La Rondaya singing Spanish inspirational songs for the congregation. And I remember as a young boy, La Rondaya in the old church at 6th and Kirk, it was like a whole different world that felt more authentically culturally and spiritually. It evoked what I imagined what it was like in Mexico. The guitars were so strong and an integral part of the music. And today I want to tell their story, remembering the great Jimmy Fulgencio. He was the leader of the band who passed away on January 3rd, 2015, at the age of 84. But what a musical legacy he left behind. In 2010, the Union Civica Mexicana honored Jimmy and his brother George Fulgencio with the inaugural Adelante Culture Award. It was a special moment giving recognition to these icons who had given back so much to the community. Let's listen to the beginning of that video from the Adelante Awards about the story of La Rondaya and Jimmy and George Fulgencio. Bill Frigo. He wanted to find out if anybody wanted to better it. Like I said before, I don't know why I raised my hand, I did. And I figured, well, there's a couple of guys that I know that plays at the bar for more than an hour. If they can play at the bar, they should be able to play in church. And I know they would never say no because uh, they were religious people, you know, guys, and uh, the thing is that uh, after the mass, or after the meeting, uh, Father Bill approached me, and he said, well, we'll get together and discuss the meeting. That's it. But he was the one that planted the seed.
so many of us are familiar with that music growing up in Saginaw attending St. Joseph Catholic Church. Not only the current generation, but so many before us who had made Saginaw their home after immigrating here to uh, the United States and eventually to Saginaw. So I want to give a little bit of background information as well on Jimmy Fulgencio because he and his brother played such an important part, the whole family, they played such an important part of the ministry at St. Joseph Church with their music. He was born in Saginaw on January 31st, 1930, so he is a Saginaw native. And he was born to the late Silviano and Amelia Mata Fulgencio. Jimmy served in the military during the Korean War. He worked at the Gray Iron Foundry for 45 years. Can you believe that? After um, working all those years, he retired in 1992. He married Esther Barsenis on May 21st, 1955, and together they raised 10 children. He loved the Lord and St. Joseph Catholic Church. And upon his passing, the Saginaw News printed a story entitled, Jimmy Fulgencio Was There for People. In his musical ministry at St. Joseph Catholic Church in Saginaw, it was a fitting tribute to the man, the father, the husband, and the brother, the friend, the leader of the band. Jimmy Fulgencio really was one of a kind. And like I said earlier, anyone attending Mass at St. Joseph Catholic Church in the last, say, 50 years is familiar with the vibrant cultural music of La Rondaya. Their dedicated service to the parish and the community is a rarity for any choir, and it's still going on today. In 1970, during the backdrop of anti-war protests in the U.S., tensions were brewing at the parish on 6th Street. There was even race relation problems then. And the Capuchin priests called a town meeting to quell those racial tensions and potential violence. The Latino parishioners were upset and called for Spanish music because the singing lacks spirit. And so born from that meeting, that gathering, was La Rondaya when Father Bill Frigo asked for volunteers to direct music for the masses in Spanish. And I remember Jimmy telling the story about how he raised his hand. He just simply raised his hand and he was the chosen one. He said back in an interview for the Adelante Awards, he said, I don't know how to read music nor do I know how to play a musical instrument. Father Frigo recalled Jimmy's exact words during the group's 40th anniversary celebration. And Jimmy said, I have a tin ear and cannot sing or keep the right pitch. However, I have my brother George, George Fulgencio. He plays the guitar. Maybe I can ask him to lead the music at the Mass. <laughs> Isn't that something, George Fulgencio, who is still with us? And uh, I, I wanted George to be on this program today, but he was really busy with uh, some electrical work in his home and moving furniture around. But I know George's spirit is with us as uh, we give tribute to La Rondaya and his brother. Jimmy did eventually recruit George, and George recruited Salvador Gomez. None knew any religious music, only bar music. They spent hours in the basement of the rectory learning religious music, for many hours, and eventually they recruited many others, trumpet players, drummers, and other singers, and La Rondaya of St. Joseph Catholic Church took shape. 
I have met so many of our pioneering Mexican families through the years, the older generation, who would tell me the stories of Mexico, George said to me, and they had a more peacefulness to them when they would hear the music. And when I play, I think of them. So many are gone now. And that's so true because even when I hear the music today, as we heard in the beginning of this program, it does bring about a peacefulness. And you think of those who have gone on before us, so many, so many pioneering uh, immigrants who came to Saginaw from Mexico back in, you know, from the 20s and 30s. I think the first listed Latino in the community was um, in the Polk Des- Directory in 1919. And original members of the Rondaya included Theodore de Leon, Sisto Orozco, Jose Enriquez, Leo Espinosa, Mike Verdusco, Augustine Banda Sr. <laughs> These, these are just evoking, you know, so many memories of these, these gentlemen uh, way back in the day who were part of this musical group. And I believe two or three years later, after they formed the original La Rondaya, they allowed women and children to join the group as well. And Sister Mary Jo Williams, a musician herself, she joined the group and she helped teach music to them so they would have some, some sort of formal um, education. And during this time, the man with the tin ear learned to play the acoustic guitar, the big bass guitar as well, and to lead the choir. He became a leader of the group. And Father Frigo said at one point that God can take the humblest and most unskilled person, someone with a tin ear and unlearned in music to do God's work. If they are open to God, it's amazing what they can accomplish. And this was what he said in pointing out the significance of La Rondaya's history. And through the years, the success of La Rondaya is a testament of God's spirit that is abundant at St. Joe's among the faithful in Saginaw's Latino community. And I don't care what religion you are, if you're not Catholic today, but I know that many are familiar with this musical history in our community because in St. Joe's has always been that pillar church from way back in the day. It started as an Irish and a Polish church way back, and then because of the Latino dominance in the area of the First Ward community, there was a need. There was a real need for Spanish music at the Spanish Mass. How could you have a Spanish Mass and not have Spanish music to accompany it? So, you know, there was really a call, and, you know, it's something I don't think the our country has seen the race relation problems that we see today um, since the, the late 60s. And this is the, during the time, over 50 years ago, when La Rondaya actually formed. So what does La Rondaya mean? It, it, you know, it actually means a group of minstrels in Spanish. And the choir has traveled across the United States to Mexico and Canada, played in churches, schools, hospitals, prisons, and even Mexico City's Basilica de Guadalupe. Let's hear from that audio again about La Rondaya. <laughs> Yeah. 
want the people to understand and comprehend how we feel as a group. We are not a show. We're not up there to, how should I say, to be in the spotlight. <laughs> attention what the music is about, what the wording in uh, the song, what it says. And if our music has touched one or two, we will have done our job. Wow, humbly, you know, then Jimmy was 80 years old when I interviewed him in 2010. And in that video there, the audio, he says he wants the people to understand and comprehend how the group feels. It's not a show. We are not up there to be in the spotlight. The main goal is to celebrate the Mass. He continued and asked the people to... Join in the music to pay attention to the song, what the wording in the song says, and if the La Rondaya music touched the one or two people, then they have done their job. I mean that that just that just speaks volumes of who Jimmy Fulgencio was, and I can't say enough about the Fulgencio family and their musical contributions to our area because it, it's a legacy and it's continuing on today with their nephew who leads the choir at St. Joe's, Matt Fulgencio. And there's, there's just so much history there, and it's a beautiful history. And one of the things I want to mention was when the Mexican-American hero Cesar E. Chavez came to Saginaw, believe it or not, Cesar E. Chavez came to Saginaw in the early 1970s to speak at Delta College. La Rondaya was asked to perform. And they accompanied the labor leaders' entrance singing De Calores, and we're all familiar with that song. And, and to my non-Hispanic listeners out there, uh, De Calores is, is a beautiful song that is always tied in to the labor, labor movement of Cesar E. Chavez. And whenever you hear about Cesar E. Chavez, you're going to probably hear in the background De Calores, the music. It's a beautiful uh, song um, that touches everyone's hearts in, in the migrant community. Later, Cesar Chavez, he made a stop at St. Joe's on 6th Street there, the old church, because he had heard that there was a shrine at the church to La Virgen de Guadalupe. 
And now you, you have to remember, back in the day, the Damas de Guadalupe, the ladies of the, of the church that gave um, glory to uh, their spiritual advisors and, and the spiritual presence of, of the Virgen de Guadalupe as well as to Jesus Christ, you know, they were, they were very devoted. And they went down to Mexico City to the Basilica de Guadalupe where the Virgin Mary had appeared in 1531, and they were led by Father Morales, I believe, Jose Morales. And while they were there on their pilgrimage, um, they purchased a statue that was about five feet, and that statue was purchased in 1960. And here it still stands at St. Joseph Catholic Church on 6th Street. But Cesar Chavez, he wanted to go there to see the shrine, because in the old church, it was there was... In the left-hand side, left of the altar, there was beautiful rocks that were built, stacked upon each other. And I know so many of my listeners that are Latinos will remember that beautiful shrine where Our Lady of Guadalupe was on top with her crown. And, and, and it was just beautiful to go there. And so many of us went there and, and you know went on bended knees um, to give thanks to Our Lady and ask for her intercession on behalf of of, of, of our causes and our families and, and to ask her for um, to pray with us um, to her son. And Cesar Chavez went there. And George mentioned to me that um, when he met Cesar Chavez in the church rectory only for a few minutes, he recalled and, and he remembered thinking to himself that Cesar Chavez was so blessed. He had a peaceful look to his face and he looked like he had an age. You know, that's that's really saying something because we know the plight of Cesar Chavez and what all he went through, in, in especially in his final days, still fighting for the migrant workers and the labor movement, along with Dolores Huerta. And one of the final stops that Cesar Chavez uh, had here in Saginaw was at the hall of the Union Civica Mexicana to celebrate his visit. I mean... So many of us go to that hall today for the dances or for the events, for the quinceañeras, for um, the funeral luncheons, what have you. And, and there's so much history there. And to know that Cesar Chavez was actually there, as well as President Jimmy Carter, uh, and I believe Dolores Huerta was there. And we've had so many musical uh, icons from Tejano from, that come from Texas. They've also been there. I mean, really, that's part of the reason why we really call it the historicals. Civica, you know, it's been there since 1960. And uh, George recalled that when, as he was getting in the car to leave, we're talking about Cesar Chavez here, he recalled, George recalled, George Fulgencio, that is, recalled the group singing La Golondrina, a farewell song to their hero. So that, that really is something. La Golondrina. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> but humbly, you know, 80-year-old Jimmy said... He wanted the people to understand and comprehend how the group feels. So anytime that you actually hear that music, if you're attending St. Joseph Catholic Church's Mass, I want to evoke those memories of Jimmy and George Fulgencio because, you know, that was their main goal, to to celebrate the Mass but give it a Spanish flair. And La Rondalla, you know, it, it served that parish and the entire community. When called upon, they played it countless countless funerals and celebrations and they are the symbol of the parish evoking the memories of their ancestors and where their roots began 
in in the last few years, George, who is, I believe, George, I'm going to say it, is close to 90 years old now. He also led the choir at St. George's Catholic Church when it was still in existence over there on Sheridan. You know, it was a neighboring parish, and his musical ministry had the same effect there. So the Fulgencio brothers, they really had a major impact impact on many Latinos in the area for, for decades. And their legacy in music continues with the younger generation of Fulgencios in music, most notably, of course, their nephew Matthew, son of their brother Edward, who directs La Rondaya today. And I remember I asked Matt about uh, his uncles during the 40th anniversary celebration, and he said that his uncles had sacrificed and put in countless numbers of hours for La Rondaya. Sometimes they are taken for granted, but I know they are appreciated. And I think Jesse Bond has said it best in an interview for Mi Gente magazine during La Rondaya's 25th anniversary in 1995. This is over 26 years ago. He said, you can't put a finger on the feeling you get when you hear the music of La Rondaya. He said, you can't really find words to describe it. It is your heritage. It's part of your past. So I feel so blessed to have been able to recognize Jimmy and George on the night of the inaugural Adelante Awards. And I remember Jimmy going up for his speech, his acceptance speech, and he cried. He put his hand to his face. He was all caught up in the moment with his emotions. And he said simply, hello, everybody, as he started. It, it was it was such a, such a tribute to a man that had given so much for so long. And uh, that was in 2010, and uh, he did pass in 2015, so I'm glad we were able to do that. And with the music in their hearts, I know that the Civica members and, and the community at large that were there at that event, they were proud to present this that award that year to Jimmy and George Fulgencio. So it really, it really was a special time. But we're going to go on break here for a little bit, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the legacy of Jimmy Fulgencio, his brother George, the Rondaya Choir of St. Joseph Catholic Church that has meant so much to so many of us in the area. And for anybody who is is not familiar with the group, they have been in existence for over 50 years. And I would say the heyday was probably in the 70s, the 80s, they, and, and they actually recorded albums and they played for, for many, many occasions. So this is really at the heart of the Latino community here in Saginaw. So we're going to talk a little bit more when we come back from break. This is Mihinta On Air on WSGW. You're listening to Mijente On Air on WSGW. Welcome back. Welcome back, Mijente. Thank you for joining me this Sunday evening. And we're doing a special show giving homage to the late, great Jimmy Fulgencio. He comes from a large family. He has several brothers and his sisters, Hortensia, I always like to say her name because it's so unique, and I hope she's listening out there. But 
we just want to give them, you know, uh, their props because they have been such an integral part of our community with their musical ministry. And before Jimmy had passed away in 2015, I know he made it a, a point to come to the Civica for one of our brunches and to kind of give thanks, I guess, to the award that we had given them back in 2010, the Adelante Cultural Award. It was the inaugural award for those um, awards that went on from 2010 until 2019, and then, of course, COVID hit. So we haven't been able to, to present that for the last two years, and hopefully in 2022, we will be able to do that, just like the Cinco de Mayo celebration. I mean, in COVID, you know, it just it just really took a lot. It took a lot of out of all of our events and the planning and, and just being uh, wrapped up at home. And I'm glad that, you know, things have gotten better, but you just never know. You can't take things for granted. And the, the musical ministry of the Rondaya is so special, especially especially during the novena, you know, that whole cultural aspect of the novenas that have gone on for years. And I remember being a little boy, you know, going with my father to St. Joe's at, at Six and Kirk for those novenas. And, you know, I, I attended St. Christopher's Church in Bridgeport, but we always went to the novenas through the years. And not only the musical ministries of La Rondaya, but the Pan Dulce, as well as the, the 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 other singing from parishioners who gave out their voices with from their hearts because they loved they had this love for the mother of god it it just was such a special time and it still is to this day and i know many of the latino community members they watch on television the specials that come on univision from the basilica down in mexico city as well as in from San Antonio at the church there. And so it, it's really a part of who we are as a people here in Saginaw. And I can't say enough about Jimmy and George Fulgencio and all those that were part of, you know, the Rondaya through the years. There were so many, and um, we mentioned them earlier in the show, Sisto Rosco and Jose Enriquez, Mike Ver Verdusco, Theodore de Leon, Augustine Baño Sr., and Leo Espinosa, and... And I remember my friend Del, Del Cisneros, her, and I remember Lupe Ornales, they had their guitars, they were female guitarists that would, you know, dress up in, in their Mexican dresses in a 10 mass and give, uh, you know, their contribution to the rondaya. So it's, it's really been special, and, and I know that um, if anybody takes that musical group for granted, I know that in their hearts they appreciate what it means to all of us. So, so, so much kudos to all of them, the La Rondaya and the St. Joseph Catholic Church for allowing them to play all these years and, and helping us in ministry so that we have that beautiful music to go along with our emotional feelings of worshiping in St. Joseph Catholic Church. I want to talk also a little bit about today a woman who uh, is very special who turned 80 this year. And we went to her party, and when I say we went, I'm talking about members of the Union Civica Mexicana. We went to her party because she was that special, and her party happened to be way out there in Reese. We went to Lola Aguilar's party, and on a day that it was extremely muggy with unpredictable, 
unpredictable tornado weather because she was turning 80. You see, Lola is the hardest working woman I have ever known. Seriously. I've seen her stacking chairs at the Union Civica Mexicano after a dance and cleaning up the hall, and I've known of her history volunteering to keep the organization afloat. She was born July 17, 1941, in Saginaw. She's a Saginaw native, Saginaw girl, to Vernon and Matilda Montgomery Hayes. She's not Latina. I first met her way back in 1995, and she was taking pictures, I mean, taking pictures of everything, of many of the Civica's events, from the Single de Mile parades to the 50th anniversary celebration. Lola was there in about 10 years ago, she gave me a whole box full of pictures through the years, which really, you know, gave us a sense of history of the, the very first Cinco de Mayo parades and the Halloween parties at the Civica, just so many community events. And I don't think anybody tracked the history during those years. I'm talking, you know, the 70s, 80s, the 90s, 2000s, the way Lola did. And like I said, she wasn't even Latina. She was unique with her hair of snow, it's snow-colored now, and she would often wear a turban scarf upon her head covering her hair, and you could see her bobbing up and down the parade routes, and then you'd see her at the Ojibwe Island selling hot dogs on the island with Maria, her sidekick, Maria Vela, the president of the Civica. And if she wasn't selling those hot dogs, she was selling the ad booklet at the festival always trying to make a dollar for the longtime civic organization. She would help the late Maria Vela in the kitchen when needed. Mostly she was washing dishes when nobody else would. And she was helping with the cleanup. Lola was there. And I say that because, you know, I, I think it's important that we, we give recognition to this lady. I'd see her putting tar down on the side of the cracks of the old Civica building to reduce flooding. Yes, Lola was there. It was Lola Aguilar who did that. You know, she would often take on many of the roles that typically men would do. She was putting tar on the old building, as well as knocking trees down in the yard with her grandson, Brent. Lola was there. She even made me a hot toddy when I was sick and dropped it off at my house. Yep. Lola was there. Many have seen her out and about in the community. She worked even on highways, can you believe that, with concrete not too many years ago. I mean, she was probably in her 70s working on the highways. I mean, who does that? And, and now she works like seven days a week out here at El Rancho Grande Restaurant. So if you ever uh, go eat at El Rancho, uh, make sure you say hi to Lola. I'm sure you're going to see her there. And in getting to know Lola through the years, I most loved her devotion, you know, her faith in being a Dama de Guadalupe, attending the annual novena, representing the Civica at St. Joe's Catholic Church for many years. Her and Maria Vela and Alita Gonzalez, I mean, they were, they were the women that they would hold the banner, march in during the beginning of the novena, and they had such a deep faith to Our Lady of Guadalupe. And, you know, as a non-Hispanic, she sure has lived a Mexican life, especially after having 10 kids. She's mama to Roseanne, to Teresa, Jose, Dorlin, Matt, Mark, Lola, Lupe, Patty, and Ismael, Mike, the baby. And she has been a devoted mother and grandmother even into their adult years. She has many grandchildren, of course, and great-grandchildren, 
And, you know, when I hear the cliche, they don't make them like that anymore, I think of my hardworking friend. She was fearless when it comes to work and helped to make things happen at our organization. The Latino Mexican community of Saginaw owes her a debt of gratitude for her commitment to our causes, our culture, and our historic Unión Cívica Mexicana. Lola was there for many, many generations. And that's why I have made an effort to ride to Reese and attend the 80th celebration of her birth. Our hearts were filled with gratitude for this remarkable woman. Thank you, Lola Lee Hayes Aguilar, for your dedication to our community. And I'm so glad we went to your party. Also happening recently at the Union Civica Mexicana, there was a call out for help in fundraising for the ladies' bathroom, which for over 20 years, maybe 20 plus years, it had not been remodeled. You would walk in there at an event and walk, the ladies would walk in there and, you know, you would see mirrors probably from the 70s. Uh, the floor was falling apart. The tiles were uh, no longer uh, there in some cases and, and it just looked really bad. And I guess, you know, as, as, as my part with the Union Civica Mexicana, I just, I never went in the ladies' bathroom. But I had a, a one patron who came she was eating at one of our uh, petito dinner luncheons, and she said to me, Larry, if you would just put maybe aluminum, she said aluminum, linoleum was maybe what she meant, um, floors down, it would look so much better in there. Again, because of those tiles were coming apart. And so it really got me thinking, and I thought, wow, here we are, you know, still in a pandemic, but. Uh, I thought, how could we raise money to help in the ladies' bathroom? Because I remember five years ago, we did the men's bathroom, and that was quite expensive. And so um, I thought, man, if we could just raise some money. And I, and I called my good friend, Bridget Staffolino, who works at Jolt Federal or Jolt Credit Union. That's the, the name today, Jolt Credit Union. And I said, Bridget, how can we help raise money for the ladies' room at the Civica because Bridget has been a great friend for so many years to our organization, and she really does a lot. She's one of Saginaw's greatest cheerleaders. I've had her on the show talking about getting her vaccine a few months ago, and Bridget came up with the idea. She says, why don't you do a GoFundMe account, ask the community to put in money so that they feel vested that it's their bathroom, you know, the ladies' bathroom, and we'll do a matching fund grant. We'll 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 match it. Whatever you raise, up to one thousand two hundred fifty dollars, we'll match it. And so we did. We we asked for donations via GoFundMe account to remodel that bathroom, and we reached out to our friends, Jolt Credit Union, and we raised one thousand two hundred fifty from community support, and they matched the amount. So we came up with $2,500 that went to the remodeling project of the ladies' bathroom. And guess what? We did it in five days. In five days, uh, Angel Vega and some crew members, they went in there and they replaced the floor and they put up new lighting and a huge new mirror and we went and bought some uh, at-home 
decor that could spruce up the ladies' bathroom with pictures and with social media and and with pictures that we posted of the old bathroom, soon money started to come in for the project. And with the opening of the hall after the COVID pandemic, the 60-year-old hall suddenly had rentals like crazy every weekend through September. And with that activity of dances and dinner sales, there's just been really an increase in the use of the hall. So we had to remodel that bathroom um, just so that it would be a much more comfortable place for our ladies. So with the modernized floors and the walls along with the decor fitting for the ladies, patrons, um, they, they loved it. They, we got a great response. And that large mirror that hangs over the vanity under designer lights, that gives excellent exposure in the mirror. And we did this in time for the big Stephanie Montiel dance that was held. And also um, on the vanity, I, I want to mention this, on the vanity, there stands an old picture from the late 1940s of the original founders' wives. It's in black and white, and they're all sitting there in a group. And I put that picture in the bathroom because I wanted people to see all the ladies in the early days of this 76-year-old organization. In the beginning, they were told they couldn't be members of the then men's only club. And they had the gumption back then in the 1940s when it really was a man's world. They had the gumption that they said, if you're not going to allow us to become members, then we are going to protest and we will not cook for any of your events. <laughs> Can you believe that? This is, this is what Mamie Antiveros, the late Mamie Antiveros, told me before she passed. And she said, you know, that really those women were pioneers in the Saginaw community. And, you know, that they, they protested and they stood their ground and they refused to cook for the events of the Civica. And no sooner did they do that, and they were quickly instated as members after using that logic. So kudos to those ladies. And so that's why I put that picture in there and it, it stands on the vanity and ladies today can, you know, walk in the bathroom and they can see that picture and remember those pioneering women. La Union Civica Mexicana would really, really like to thank all those who donated for that remodeling project. You know, again, it only took five days once started. And when we put our minds together and our resources, we can do great things. And, you know, to Joke Credit Union, thank you for being a steward to the community and to organizations like La Union Civica Mexicana. The collaborations such as these can only make a stronger community. So muchísimas gracias to the Credit Union, Jolt, as well as to Bridget Staffolino, Bridget Luby Staffolino, who has always been a friend to La Union Civica Mexicana. So there's, there's, that's just something that's kind of happened in our community. And, um, you know, I, I, I feel that giving uh, that recognition to Lola Aguilar for her so many years of hard work and for the, the women, the women of the 40s who were those pioneers, I, I think it's important. I just, I think historically we need to know those stories. And the greater story on today's show about Jimmy Fulhensio and his brother George, I mean, they really have been an integral part in in. And I've said it, I've said it before, sometimes we take for granted those little things, you know, because we got other things going on in our lives or in our minds. But if, if you think about it, if you were to attend a mass at St. Joe's and not have that music, how would you feel? How, you know, 
I know we attend other churches through the years and even to other denominations, and every one of them has their own kind of unique music. And the rondaya was unique to St. Joe's. And all those memories growing up, you know, whether it was for the novena or for Sunday Mass, it really made a difference in my life. So I wanted to pay homage to the musical group La Rondaya and Jimmy Fulgencio and George, who is still with us, his brother, and to the Fulgencio family at large, because this is their legacy. This is their legacy that was passed on from Jimmy and his brothers and part of what who we who ma- what makes us today is our ancestors and not only the Fulgencio family but the greater Latino community. We have all been a part of that rondaya in our hearts, and we've enjoyed that music for so long. So as we continue and we go forward, I hope everyone is um, going to you know remember. The late Jimmy and George, and and remember and give thanks to George, who is still with us. I keep saying that because I say that because George is ninety, and when you sit down and you talk with people like George, he's always had such a good uh, inclination to history. And maybe when I'm you know up there in age, when I'm in my seventies and eighties, hopefully, si Dios quiere, that I that I make it there, that I'll be like George and I'll have those stories that I can relate to the younger generations. And I, I thank George for that. You know, people like him and Joaquin Diaz who lived that history here in Saginaw. They knew so much of those early days. And they had a unique way of, of passing that on and telling those stories. My mother was that way. And, and I think that's where I might get some of that from. My mother could tell a story and she could just, you know, elaborate, if you will, and, and make it much more interesting and made it so that you could remember in your mind. And George Fulgencio does that if you ever sit down and talk with him. And and George, again, you know, he was the musician before Jimmy. And he was the one that George, or that Jimmy went to and said, my brother, he plays the guitar. And uh, that's, that's just beautiful. It's just beautiful how they collaborated and they made the rondaya come to life. And that is part of our Saginaw history. And so today, as we continue on with Mi Gente on Air, as well as Mi Gente Magazine, I tried to always tell those stories. And I, and I don't always have access to all of them, but I've tried. And it's important that our younger generation knows our history. And as parents, as grandparents, sometimes, you know, in this internet world of cellular phones, they get caught up whether it's TikTok or, or Snapchat or, or what have you, we sometimes have to pull them away from that and to, to give them some of those history lessons, not only if you're here locally in Saginaw, but throughout the United States. And at a time when the curriculum is being questioned in the changes on how we teach in our public schools, it's important that Latinos sit at that table, that they are an integral part of the curriculum and sometimes I feel like growing up in the 60s, you know, I was uh, going to school at the public schools and I feel like I was indoctrinated into a history only one way. It was only one way that it was, you know, taught. And much of our people of color's history wasn't. So, you know, 
make sure that we continue that fight, you know. It, it can't just be left up to the leaders in our community. It has to be everybody pulling for our, our culture and our history, the Latino history. It seems kind of took a back seat. And, you know, they say, remember the Alamo. Well, you know, there's people now who are saying forget the Alamo because of, of how the the people of color were treated. So, I mean, that's just the world we live in today. And, and so it's it's just really remarkable that we're at this state in our history. But it's important. It's important in how we are looked upon, you know, by the greater community, especially when our kids get educated in the schools. And so times are changing. Times are changing. And I hope that we'll push, we'll push to be inclusive at a greater level within our schools, within our government, everything that we do as a community, because we're an integral part of our community, that, that big uh, quilt, if you will, we're part of it and we're here. And it shows like Mi Gente on Air, I give a lot of thanks to WSGW and the Alpha Media Studios because, you know, they're allowing me to have a show like Mi Gente on Air and tell these stories. And I hope that you will pass on to friends and family to listen uh, every Sunday night at 8 p.m. and on 100.5 FM or on 790 AM or listen to the podcast. So as we continue, I just want to say culture, you know, is such an integral part of Latinos and the passion that comes with it really is remarkable. Today, we gave homage to a man many thought was a legend in our community because he gave so much of his time so that the congregation of St. Joseph Catholic Church would have more spiritual experience when attending Mass. There, that was Jimmy Fulgencio. And you can hear the music in the background as I continue to uh, give homage to him and his brother George, as well as people like Lola Aguilar. Although she wasn't Latina, she sure immersed herself into the Hispanic community. It really was her community, and we are fortunate that she is still with us at 80 years old, rocking it at El Rancho Grande restaurant, always supporting. Thank you, Lola. If you're listening, thank you so much. And on behalf of the Union Civica again, we thank those who donated financially to the bathroom remodeling project for our ladies, along with Joel Credit Union and Bridget Staffolino. Thank you. You are true. You are a true gem, Bridget, to Saginaw. And what you do professionally in, makes, in, make, in making those contacts and being that just steward is a testament to your parents. They raised a rock star. Well, that's it for today's show. I hope you stay safe. And until next time, I'm Larry Rodarte bringing you Latino culture, contributions, and concerns on Mi Gente On Air. Hasta luego. <laughs>